Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Spend my dollar. It's not about what you want. It's about what you're willing to do to get it. Run it again. Hello and welcome. I'm not going to, so quit asking. When you give me a hard time. For the listeners that didn't get to go. This is the payback. What you did last year really doesn't matter. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. Hi. Hello and welcome to a Rook edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. As we continue our spring tour, let's talk about the Alabama tight ends. I don't know that I've been this excited about a tight end room since, well, ask me about my Krispy Kreme story. But keeping it between the lines... I'd say probably not since Irv Smith uh, was on campus. As much as I enjoyed Cam Latou, and look, go back and listen to the podcast over the last couple of years, I was a big fan uh, of Cameron Latou. As big of a fan as I was, and as much as I think he could benefit by sticking around on campus and getting another year as a defensive end playing tight end, he played that way sometimes, another year uh, at Alabama playing tight end, I think could certainly have improved him that another year to develop. However, there's a fair chance that he saw the writing on the wall. Um, he can't stay to improve and increase his stock if he's going to get passed over and receive less playing time. And that is what I think might would have happened. I am that excited about the tight ends on the roster for this coming 2023 season. And spring is going to be an interesting opportunity. We talk about this a lot of positions. How how is how are we sort of shuffling the deck? Uh, it's not that we're predicting one, two, three at some of these positions, though sometimes we are, uh, but it's more about how they're groupings, you know, group A, group B, group C, uh, almost like Saban says the administrative groupings, right? So you can get them in there. Who, who, who's the three that we're seeing compete for this number one job, and who's the the three sort of beyond that? And what sort of pecking order does that sort of um, uh, you know lend itself to? So we're talking a lot. There's that's a theme, right? We talk about that a lot. And uh, as much as I believe that's true, uh, I'm going to kick that to the curb and say you're starting tight end for University of Alabama is going to be C.J. Dupree. I think he is going to be a nearly immediate contributor. He's Mike Loxley approved. He's a transfer from Maryland. He played it. Uh, he played under Loxley uh, at Maryland. Uh, he, he caught passes from a Tungaloyavoa, and so it's almost like he's quasi-Alabama blood already. Loxley coached the Alabama offense at Alabama, and there's principles of that offense. There's no doubt that Loxley carried to Maryland. And so is he going to have 100% familiarity walking in the door? No. Is he going to have uh, some familiarity? Is he starting at zero? No, he's not starting at zero. He is going to come in and have some familiarity. And I think he's going to play for an offensive coordinator that has a history of scheming for the tight end 
and uh, and I think certainly has the the skill set and capability. He's a tight end playing tight end where we we talked about Latou, uh, and see so C.J. Dupree uh, is going to be an immediate uh, uh, an immediate uh, contributor. In fact, he's going to be a drip free first down machine. That's what I'm uh, that's what I'm predicting there. We talked about this being the rook edition of the Alabama football podcast. The tight end position for me is a is a rook in the in the game of chess. It's the rook in, in a chess piece. If you don't know how to use a rook, it's a useless piece when you play chess. Not that I'm a grandmaster or anything, but just think about it. it's a weird movement that this that that this uh, this weapon has in in the game of chess. And so if you don't play a lot of chess and like know how to really use the rook, and I'm not suggesting I do, I'm just calling out the the piece and, and its capability on, on the chessboard. Uh, if you don't know how to use it, it's a useless piece. If you know how to use it, it can be quite dynamic. And so I think a tight end, it, that's the equivalent. Uh, for me, that's uh, that's the equivalent. And so I think if you have an offensive coordinator, uh, a coaching staff that knows how to use the rook, then that's just another weapon uh, that you're going to have. And so C.J. Dupree, I think, is going to be that for Alabama. Uh, Amari Nyblack is, look, he's an overgrown wide receiver. If we talk about his athletic profile, he's similar to an O.J. Howard. Heck, athletic profile-wise, he's similar to Jaleel Billingsley. Now, we hope his, call it his mental profile, is more like one than the other. But in terms of just being sort of an overgrown wide receiver, that's Amari Nyblack. Uh, the fact that he only had one touchdown uh, last season is surprising. And especially that came early in the season. I believe it was the Vanderbilt game. And I expected that he was going to break out and maybe have three or four uh, more over the course of the season. And he didn't. That's going to be interesting. Uh, I think he is going to be a mismatch machine. Uh, Alabama can put two tight ends on the field, one being Dupree, the other being Night Black, and think of the think of the mismatches that you're going to create uh, when you go that type of personnel grouping. You cause the defense to get a, a little bit bigger, and then they're both, and then both of the tight ends you have on the field are such athletic mismatches uh, in the passing game. I think there's a, a variety of things that that Reese will cook up with those with those players. Miles Kitzelman, for my money, I was a little bit underwhelmed. Uh, disappointment's a strong word, but certainly underwhelmed with his performance uh, last year. Now, that's probably because I had outsized expectations. I thought he was going to burst in a way. I don't think I was as excited about him as I was about uh, Dupree, but I was thinking that there's a gap that Alabama had at the tight end position that he could help serve. Um, and in, unfortunately, it didn't really sort of play out that way. I don't think his window is closed at Alabama, although I think it's closing. Uh, and I'm not necessarily ruling him out. It'll be interesting to see how Kitzelman sort of, it's a year in the system. And it was a big transfer from a small uh, junior college to Alabama last year. And so being a year in the system, uh, bigger, stronger, faster, all of those things. Uh, the odds of him being a better player this year than last uh, are, are pretty high. And so I could see him earning some situational uh, spots in rotation. I could also see him saying, you know what, this, this this is not the right jump for me. And so after spring, I could see him transfer. So we'll see how that goes with, with Kitzelman. Certainly we're rooting for him and want him to uh, contribute well for the team. Uh, redshirt freshman Danny Lewis. Uh, I'm not at practice, as I, but I try to read as much as I can. And by the way, so media is not in 
uh, practices anymore. So news coming out of practice is a lot more limited. Uh, but uh, what I have been able to sort of piece together uh, and read is that Danny Lewis might be the most rounded tight end or the potential to become the most rounded tight end uh, on, on the roster. And so if that's true, then he will be in the rotation. Uh, maybe not to maybe to not be the guy this year, but that he has a, a basis to be the guy next year. And so if it's true that that is his potential runway, then he will play. And uh, and that could be what uh, gives Kitzelman a tough way to go uh, to sort of crack a, a rotation there. Additional players at the tight end position, uh, Richard Freshman, uh, Elijah Brown, and true freshman, uh, Ty Lockwood. I think they're reserves and red shirts. And, uh, and I, th- I think that's probably fine. Uh, there's a lot of names, a lot of talent up above. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to crack that uh, that position, given what we uh, given what the tide has at the top. But uh, I like having the depth, and uh, let's see how those guys develop. That'll be fun and interesting to watch as well. Again, they'll be given opportunities throughout uh, throughout a day. Anytime you have a split squad, right? I mean, it's it's half the guys, like literally. Half the guys on one, half the guys on the other. That means twice as many guys. I know that's just logically, but when you think about how how are they going to get reps, how are we going to get to see these guys? Well, in a game, you may not see them at all. In an A-Day, you may see every one of them for extended play. So that'll be fun. Uh, that'll be inter- inter- interesting to watch. Uh, we can't not talk about uh, Robbie Oots. We didn't talk about him in, in the running backs. We're going to talk about him in the tight ends. Uh, I swear he's a fullback. And he's listed uh, and continues to be listed with the tight ends. I think Saban, more of an H-back type position, sort of groups uh, anymore. He groups uh, the fullback, the H-backs with the tight ends. Uh, we've seen the H-back, the uh, the fullback, more grouped with uh, the running backs. And uh, it's just not true with Robbie Oates. It's interesting to see during some injury time last year, that Oots went out there and he played all the positions. He'd line out wide. He'd run. Just and he looks sort of odd doing it because says, why is the fullback like like I could get a tight end going out wide like that? But why is the fullback doing that? And it's because that's the position that he plays and he knows all the positions. He caught a couple of passes, and so uh, I, you know I don't I don't rank him like oh he's the second or third tight end because he's the first fullback and uh, he will play a lot uh, in that position. I would say don't be surprised if we see some fullback dive. I just think when you t- when when you are creating matchups all over the field and you're doing that with an intentionality, any sort of wrinkle, any sort of something that you can put on tape, put on film, put on the field that makes opponents pause, a fullback dive. A fullback dive, there's an opportunity for that. So watch for like a second and four you know, around midfield, when you least expect it, expect it. Uh, maybe like a third and eight as we're getting close to the, uh, as we're getting like on the positive side of the field. You would never expect that, but maybe there's an opportunity to see a play like that. So watch for Robbie Oates and that type of position. We won't see it in a day. Don't expect it in a day. Uh, but to see that sort of pop in the fall, yeah, I think that's exciting. And I also want to, uh, I've got a specific show that we're going to spend time talking about Tommy Reese, but we can't talk about the tight end position without referencing Reese. Notre Dame's are, let me go back, the number one, the likely number one tight end picked in the NFL draft is Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Michael Mayer was Notre Dame's number one receiver in terms of 
yards and uh, catches. And I think maybe touchdowns too. He was by far and away their number one receiver. Well, again, we talk about a rook, and if you can use a rook, it can be an unconventional weapon. You can use it to create matchups. Michael Mayer was a night was a matchup nightmare for teams last year for Notre Dame, and that was at the that was at the the schematic prowess of Tommy Reese. So uh, let's watch for that. We'll probably see a little bit of it, a little bit of it during a day. I think Saban likes to put some things on film for teams that have to think about. And gosh, Alabama is going to use the tight end as a weapon. We need to uh, we need to think about that. I think he's absolutely going to do that. This is a position again very optimistic about, very excited about. And uh, as Alabama fans, we should definitely watch uh, spring practice and watch A-Day with an eye sort of slanted out towards the tight end to see uh, to see how they contribute and how they produce. All right, this has been another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast Spring Tour Edition. Roll Tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just a shout out, a roll tie. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, t-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tie. Got that, coach? Of course. Roll Tide.